Elhamdülillahi Rabbil Alemin ve salatu ve selam ala abdillahi ve rasulih nebiyyina Muhammed ve ala alihi ve sahbihi ecma'in. So inşallah ta'ala in our kids class today we have a brand new topic. And I said I was going to announce the topic in the class at class time inşallah. And that's what I'm going to do. And the topic that we're going to do is the names of Allah Azza wa Jal. So let's start with some general knowledge about Allah's names. General knowledge, okay? How many names does Allah have? Yes, Alicia. Wrong. But it's a very right, wrong answer. It's a very right answer and it's a very wrong answer. No, you're right. You're, it isn't the right answer, but it's the answer I was looking for. Go on then. More than 99. Very good. So... You're right about the 99, you're not wrong. But the way the, I gave you a question that was, I was looking for that kind of answer. So, Allah has 99 special names. Whoever learns them and memorizes them will be from the people of Jannah. Okay? That's fine. But Allah doesn't have only 99 names. Actually, Allah Azza wa Jal has more than 99 Okay So there are 99 special names You're right about that And I was asking you Kind of a trick question Because I knew I wanted people To give that answer There are 99 special names But there are not Only 99 names Does that make sense? Okay very good Okay What is the benefit Of learning Allah's names there are many. I want you to tell me why should, someone said to you, why should you spend tonight and maybe next week, maybe the week after learning Allah's names? Why? Go on. Because you can be from one of the people who go to Jannah. Whoever enumerates them and learns them and acts upon them and practices them, that person will go to Jannah. Very good. You know more about Allah. And when you know more about Allah, you will definitely get closer to Allah. Very good. Why else? Okay, let me ask you a different question. What kinds of worship will improve when you know Allah's names and attributes. You're looking like, yeah, maybe I didn't word that question very well. Okay, I'll try again. When you know about Allah's names, what types of worship that you do will improve because of that? Your dua, very good. Your dua. وَلِلَّهِ الْأَسْمَاءُ الْحُسْنَى فَدْعُوهُ بِهَا To Allah belong the best names, so make dua to Allah with them. Can you give me an example of making dua to Allah with His names?
Go on. So saying, our Lord give us. So what's the name of Allah in that? Ar-Rabb, the, the Lord. Okay, very good. What about saying, for example, where if we know, the, if we know that the name of Allah, Ar-Rahman, we learned in Surah Fatiha, it means the most merciful, right? So if we learned that the name of Allah, Ar-Rahman, means the most merciful, and we wanted to ask Allah for mercy, how might we ask Allah for mercy? Using that name, right? So like saying, Ya Rahman, Irhamni. All the most merciful have mercy on me. وَإِذْ يَرْفَعُ إِبْرَاهِيمُ الْقَوَاعِدَ مِنَ الْبَيْتِ وَإِسْمَاعِيلُ رَبَّنَا تَقَبَّلْ مِنَّا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ السَّمِيعُ الْعَلِيمُ رَبَّنَا وَجَعَلْنَا مُسْلِمَيْنِ لَكَ وَمِنْ ذُرِّيَّتِنَا أُمَّةً مُسْلِمَةً لَكَ وَأَرِنَا مَنَاسِكَنَا وَتُبَ عَلَيْنَا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ التَّوَّابُ الرَّحِيمُ Each time the name matches what you are asking for. Okay. The names of Allah. Who do they belong to? I, I, sorry, I, I, I haven't completely lost my marbles. Yes, Allah, okay. But all of those names are different. So how can they all belong to Allah? Because I give you an example. See, you over there are, let's say for example, Abdullah, Abdurrahman, so on, so like Harun, Use of Musa and so on. Okay? They are all different names for different people. So, how is it that all of these names belong to Allah? So, you have to, so Allah has more than one name that belongs to Him, but they all are Allah's names, right? So, we're not talking, they're not different, they're not, they're not different in terms of they all go back to Allah, right? They all belong to Allah. Okay, so Ar-Rahman is Allah. Ar-Rahim is Allah. Al-Malik is Allah. Al-Hay is Allah. Al-Qayyum is Allah. Okay, how are they different then? Why don't we just have one name? Why don't we just say Allah? Why is there a need to have, or why is there a benefit to have these different names, if they all go back to just Allah. If Ar-Rahman is Allah, Ar-Rahim is Allah, Al-Malik is Allah, why do we have these different names for Allah? Use them in different ways, good, I like that. That was the, that's the next part, but if we go back a little a step. So Allah has lots of attributes and he has lots of names for each one. Okay, that's a good answer. But I was looking for something simpler than that. They all have different meanings. Each one of those names has different meanings. Does that make sense? They have different meanings, but they all go back to Allah. Okay, very good. So what I was planning on doing in this class, inshallah, is very briefly to go through um, I'm not going to say all of the names of Allah Azza wa Jal, but to go through as many as we can 
as many as Allah makes easy for us, with just a simple explanation of each name and how to put it into practice. And this is actually the more important thing. The most important thing, to be honest, is how do you put that name into practice? How should that name change you and make you a better Muslim by knowing that name? Does that make sense? Okay. So let's start with the name Allah. Allah. If we were to say, explain to me the name Allah in a sentence. How would you explain the name Allah in a sentence? It's okay, you can you try your best. The name Allah, explain to me the name Allah just a sentence or you know a small amount explain the only one true god okay very good so what does the word god mean then in, i mean in english what is the word what's a what's a god something you worship so the only one that deserves to be worshipped okay what's special about the name allah all of the names go back to it. What, how do we mean all the names go back to it? We mentioned in Surah Al-Fatiha, I think. Do we mention it? So we say Ar-Rahman is a name of Allah. Ar-Rahim is a name of Allah. Al-Malik is a name of Allah. We don't say Allah is a name of Al-Malik. So the name that's like the reference that we use for the, the main name that we use is Allah. Okay, and all of the meanings of the other names are found inside of this name. So all the other names of Allah, the meanings are all found inside of the name Allah. So all the meanings of Allah's names can be summarized by the name Allah. What's also special about the name Allah? No one else, excellent, nobody else has that name. Not even as a, somebody who lied or somebody who took it. That name everyone knows. When you say Allah, everyone knows. When you say God, does everybody know? No, because different people know that word differently, right? Depends what religion they are. When you say Allah, everybody knows. Very good. Okay, let's move on to the next name then. Because I just want a little bit for each name. Just a little bit for each name. Al-Ilah. Al-Ilah means the one who is worshipped. So how do we put that name into practice then? When you've learned that Allah is Al-Ilah. How do you put that name into practice? I want different answer now, someone else to answer differently. When you learned that Allah is Al-Ilah, the one who deserves to be worshipped, how do you now put that into practice? Only worshipping Him. 
only making dua to him, only asking him for help. Okay, because he is Al-Ilah, the only one that deserves to be worshipped. Why is he the only one that deserves to be worshipped? Because he created everything for us. Good, I like that. That's very good. Broader than that though. Like more than that. He's the only one who will judge us on the day of judgment? Yeah, very good. Because he's the only one who does what he does. That's the short version. Nobody does what Allah does except Allah. So nobody deserves to be worshipped except Allah. And the name Allah, actually, just going back, is one of the names that some of the scholars of Islam said it's the greatest name of Allah. And that if you ask Allah for it, or if you ask Allah with it, you ask Allah like, oh Allah, then Allah will answer your dua. So we've done Allah, the one true God, and we've done Al-Ilah, the one who deserves to be worshipped. Okay, what's the next one we're going to do? Al-Rabb, Al-Rabb, Allah, Al-Ilah, Al-Rabb. Al-Rabb we did in Surah Al-Fatiha, what does the word Rabb mean? We did it last week in, or the week before in Surah Al-Fatiha. The, the Lord. The Lord. And what does that mean though? What does that mean? The one in charge, good. The one in control. The one who created everything. The master. Okay, good. Those are all good. And the one who looks after you and takes care of you as well. And this, the, what's really interesting about the name Ar-Rabb is that most of the du'as of the prophets started with what? Rabbana. Yeah? Rabbana, 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 so many times in the Quran, Rabbana, Rabbana, dua starts, Rabbana. Who can tell me a dua that starts Rabbana? Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana, wa fil akhirati hasana, wa qina adhab al-nar. Okay. So why do you think most of the duas of the Prophet started with Rabbana? Because it's Allah's name, but why did they not start Allahumma or Ya Rahman or Ya Ilahana or Ya Ilahi? Why did they start Rabbana? Yes. It matches with what they were asking for. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yes. He's in control of everything, so he's the one who can give you. I like that answer. That's a good answer. The answer that they sometimes give is because Allah looked after the prophets in a special way, the way that is different from everybody else. 
So to remind themselves of Allah's blessings that Allah gave them, that Allah blessed them and Allah uh, looked after them and took care of them, and Allah gave them prophethood, then they made dua to Allah with Rabbana. Okay, we done Allah, Al-Ilah, Al-Rabb. Now we're going to do Ar-Rahman and Ar-Rahim. Ar-Rahman and Ar-Rahim. Both of those two names come from the word, or both of those two names relate to the word, it's better to say. Both of those two names relate to the word Rahma. Relate to the word Rahma. What does Rahma mean? Do you know what Rahma means? Mercy. What's mercy? Being kinder to you than you deserve. That's very good. I like that. That's a very nice explanation. It's very good. Can you give me an example of Allah's mercy? No, be serious. Well, give me an example. Okay, very good. So when you do something for Allah, and Allah gives you many times more rewards than what you did. That is a, I like that. That's a good example. What about when you, do a, when you do a sin, when you do a mistake, and Allah forgives you? Isn't that an example also of the mercy of Allah? Okay, so now the big question is, what's the difference between these two names? Ar-Rahman and Ar-Rahim. So Ar-Rahman is, so okay, I'll answer this one. Ar-Rahman is the general mercy of Allah. That Allah is the most merciful. That Allah is the most merciful. And so every single thing is affected by Allah's mercy. And Ar-Rahim, it means that Allah gives that mercy to whoever He wants. So He gives it to some people and He doesn't give as much to others. Does that make sense? Could you give me an example of who Allah gave more mercy to than others? Yes. To the prophets, very good. Could you give me another example? Okay, to the angels, okay. To people who Allah has given them the ability to become Muslim, to be Muslims, very good. So, Ar-Rahman is that Allah's mercy is everywhere. And Allah's mercy, everything is affected by it. And Ar-Rahim is that Allah gives that mercy to whoever He wants. Okay. What about the next two names that we're going to cover? Al-Hay and Al-Qayyum. Where do these two names come in the Qur'an? Where have you heard these two names? In Ayat Al-Kursi. Allahu la ilaha illahu Al-Hayyu Al-Qayyum. Right, I've got a job for you. I want you to tell me how many names of Allah are mentioned in Ayat Al-Kursi. Mm. 
You keep the answer in your mind. I'm going to ask everyone for their idea. Do you all have you, you all got an idea? How many do you think? Five. How many do you think? Seven. How many do you think? Four. Okay. Shall we count? Allah is the first one. Allahu la ilaha illahu al hay al qayyum. That's three, right? Allah al hay al qayyum al ilah. Ilah is mentioned, but it's not mentioned as a name of Allah, right? Okay, Allah, Al-Hay, Al-Qayyum. لا تأخذه سنة ولا نوم لهما في السماوات وما في الأرض من ذا الذي يشفع عنده إلا بإذنه يعلم ما بين أيديهم وما خلفهم ولا يحيطون بشيء من علمه إلا بما شاء وسع كرسيه السماوات والأرض ولا يؤوده حفظهما وهو العلي Five generally. Which one? Al Ilah. But here it's not mentioned like a name of Allah, is it? It's not like Al Ilah like that. Uh, it's mentioned like La Ilaha Illahu. But yeah, if you want to include Al Ilah from that, okay, no problem. Al-Hay Al-Qayyum. Okay. What do these two names mean? What does this name mean? Al-Hay. Yeah. What's Hayat mean in Arabic? Hayatun. بَلْ تُؤْثِرُونَ الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا Okay, hayat in Arabic means life. Al-hay means the ever-living. So when we say Allah is the ever-living, what does that mean then? He doesn't die. He doesn't die. He's the ever-living who will never die. But what about the believers, right? Well, is it not the case the believers will live forever in Jannah, right? Or is Jannah going to end one day? No? It's going to be forever. So how is Allah the only one who is the ever living then? He's the one who... Good, excellent, you, you got the answer. Because we can only live because Allah is the one that keeps us alive. Yeah, if we live forever in Jannah, and we ask Allah for Jannah and we live in Jannah forever, that's only because Allah kept us alive, right? So Allah is Al-Hay. How is Allah being alive different to us being alive? 
why is Allah being alive much more perfect, infinitely more perfect? Okay, he doesn't die and we die. Good, that's one point. He was never born. Very good. He was never born and we were born. So we had a time when we were not alive and we'll have a time when we die. And Allah was always Al-Hay and will always be Al-Hay, ever living. Very good. What else? The answer is in Ayatul Kursi. لا تأخذه سنة ولا نوم. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't. Uh, in in Ayatul Kursi, it doesn't mention. It does. It mentions sleeping and slumber, like a sinner when known slumbering, or slumber and sleep. But also, our life revolves around what? It revolves around needs, right? You need to sleep. You need to eat. You need to drink. You need. Allah doesn't need any of that. Our life is ups and downs, right? You have times when you're healthy, times when you're sick, times when you are tired, times when you're awake, times when you have energy, times where you don't. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't have any of that. His life is the most perfect life. And there's nothing that takes away from it. There's nothing to decrease it or to make it... Uh, to make it less than the best it's the best of the best that's all of allah's names are like that so allah is al-hay the ever living and the scholars they say all of allah's names that are about him go back to the name al-hay so what did we say all of the names of allah go back to allah all of the names of allah that are about allah like how allah is in himself they all can be put under Al-Hay. All the names of Allah that are to do with how Allah, things that Allah does for His creation, yeah, like creating, providing, and so they all come under Al-Qayyum. Al-Qayyum is the one who we sometimes call it the um, the one who sustains everything. But that everything that exists only exists because Allah keeps it in existence. For example, you couldn't even live for a blink of an eye if Allah didn't look after you and take care of you and keep you alive. Does that make sense? Sort of? Yeah? You couldn't even live for the blink of an eye without Allah. And that's what Allah's name, Al-Qayyum, it means that Allah is not just you, but the whole universe. What would happen if Allah left the universe without providing for it and taking care of it and making everything happen like it should? What would happen if Allah didn't look after the universe? Go on. We're not in a room full of people, so it's only <laughs> What would happen if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't look after the universe? Yeah, the universe would fall apart. 
in one blink of an eye, the entire universe would just, dis would just be destroyed. The only reason we can live and the only reason that the stars are in the sky and the only reason that this planet is here and the only reason that anything is like it is is because Allah keeps it like that. And that's the meaning of the name Al-Qayyum. The name Al-Qayyum. So you could say that Al-Hay and Al-Qayyum, all of the names of Allah come back to those two names. And that's why some of the scholars said Al-Hay Al-Qayyum is Allah's greatest name. So what are the names that, that could be Allah's greatest name? What did we say so far? Allah or Al-Hay Al-Qayyum. Together, Al-Hay Al-Qayyum. Okay. What does that tell us about those two names then? Go on. Very important and we should use them in our dua a lot. How do you use the names of Allah in dua when you put them with ya? Like how do you say it? Like for example, if Allah, we talk about Allah's names, Ar-Rahman, how do you say it in your dua? Ya Rahman. So you take the al away when you put it with ya. Ya Rahman. What's the only name that you don't take the al away from? Allah. Ya Allah. You don't, yeah, you don't say, for example, ya ilah or like that. You say ya Allah. So all the other names we had so far, we had Allah, you would say ya Allah. We had al ilah, you would say ya ilah. You, we had al rabb you would say ya rabb or Rabbana or Rabbi. What does Rabbana mean? Go on. Our, our Lord, our Lord. And Rabbi, my Lord. So Ilahana means our God. And Ilahi, my God. Okay. And then we said, we did. Ar-Rahman, so you would say Ya Rahman. Ar-Rahim, you would say Ya Rahim. And we did Al-Hay, you would say Ya Hay. And Al-Qayyum, Ya Qayyum. Okay, very good. Or you could put them together and say Ya Hayyu, Ya Qayyum. Very good. So when you know that Allah is Al-Hayyu Al-Qayyum, what does that tell you? What does that, how do you act on that or how do you put that into practice in your life when you know Allah is Al-Hayy Al-Qayyum? You remember Allah is always watching. So which one does that come under? Al-Hayy or Al-Qayyum? We said all the things that relate to Allah in Himself go back to Al-Hayy. So I think it goes back to Al-Hayy. Do you agree with me? Okay, give me an example of a name that goes back to Al-Qayyum or a meaning that goes back to Al-Qayyum. We've already done, from the names we've already done. Al-Rahim. Al-Rahim, because Allah is giving out the mercy, giving the mercy to different people. So that comes back to Al-Qayyum, keeping them alive and sustaining them and looking after them, yeah? Okay. We're going to do two more names now. Al-Khaliq and Al-Khalaq. Al-Khaliq and Al-Khalaq. 
both of these come from the word or both of these are related to the word al-khalq which means creation so allah is al-khaliq the creator what did allah create us, us. everything allah said khaliqu kulli shay the creator of everything what about our actions See, see, you thought you had a good answer, didn't you? You all put your hand up and went, everything, everything. And now, now I give you a, quick, a difficult one. What about our actions? That's naughty of me. Okay. What do you think? Yes, Allah creates our actions. But our actions, how, how does Allah create our actions? Through us. We are the ones who do them. But Allah created us and Allah created our abilities. Does that make sense? Allah created us and Allah created our ability to do things. Very good. That's the name Al-Khaliq. Okay. What about then the name Al-Khalaq? It's similar. The meaning is similar. But the meaning has more emphasis. What does the word emphasis mean? Underline it. Yeah. Al-Khalaq Allah is always creating Have you ever thought about that? Did Allah just create one time and then stop? Just created the universe and then that's it Isn't that what the Christians say? Six days of work and seven days had a rest Ta'ala Allah amma yaqulun Allah is high above that Allah doesn't ever have a rest Allah never has La ta'khuduhu sinatun Walanaw Allah never rests and he never sleeps. What's the evidence that Allah is always creating? Any evidence you can think of, any way you can explain to me, how is it that Allah is always creating? We said Allah's name is Al-Khalaq. How do we know that Allah is always creating? Sorry? No, no, because you're just thinking about human beings. But okay, there could be a minute in the day where there is no baby being born. Things are always coming into existence. Things are, let me put it this way, let me put it easy for you. Things are always happening. Right? Would you agree with me that things are always happening? How do things happen? By Allah's creation. So therefore Allah is always creating. And if you want to evidence from the Qur'an, كُلَّ يَوْمٍ هُوَ فِي شَأْنٍ Every day Allah is engaged in something, creating something. Every day, every moment, every millisecond, or I don't know what you're going to break it down into, every tiny piece of time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is creating something. So Allah is Al-Khalaq. He's always creating. And Allah's creation is the best of creation. But how does that, how do we even explain that? Allah said about himself, uh, Allah said about himself, فَتَبَارَكَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said about himself, that he is the best of Ahsanu Khaliqeen, right? The best of creators. What does that mean? 
I want to ask you a different question. How is the creation of Allah different from what human beings make? Okay, so Allah's creation, we can never copy it. Is that, that's excellent. We can never copy Allah's creation. For example, we couldn't even copy a fly. We couldn't even make a fly. How Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the whole universe and everything in it, but we couldn't even make a fly. And Allah said, Even if everyone came together. What else is different about the way Allah creates? Okay, yani Allah creates in a, in a subtle way, that's true. What about the fact that Allah creates from nothing? People make things out of things that Allah has already created. Do you get what I mean? For example, if, if we want to make this, this book here, we want to make this book. This book was made out of paper. Yeah, this book was made out of paper. The paper came from tree. The tree was created by Allah. So we're making things out of things that Allah already created. Yeah? How else, what else can you, can you tell me about how the creation of Allah is much greater and much better than our, than things we make? Allah's creation doesn't have faults. It's exactly the way that He intended it to be. So whatever is in the creation is meant to be there. And it has a plan and it has a system. Whereas what we make out of things, we often make things and it doesn't come out the way that we wanted and so on. So that leads me to the next name. Al-Khaliq, three names. Al-Khaliq, Al-Bari' and Al-Musawwir. Al-Khaliq, Al-Bari' and Al-Musawwir. And these names, all of these names, are parts of creation, stages of creation. Okay? So what is the, what are the three stages of creation? Okay. So I'm going to tell you the middle one, and I'm going to ask you what the first and the third one is. The middle one is what the name of Al-Bari' means. Okay? And the name Al-Bari', it means the one who brings things into existence from nothing or the one who brings, creates things that have never been seen before. So what is the first stage and what's the third stage? Okay, so Allah's will, willing, willing to create them. Okay, that's good. That's a good explanation. Willing them to, like, willing them, knowing how they're going to be. Yeah, like the plan, good. And Al-Bari, he brings them from nothing. Yeah, he created Adam from? From mud, from clay. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings things into creation from nothing. And what about the third one? Go on, try. So you said the first one is that Allah wills it to happen according to his plan, 
according to his knowledge of how it's going to be. And then he brings it into being from nothing. So the first one is the name Al-Khaliq and the second one is the name Al-Bari'. What's Al-Musawwir? Okay. Putting it into the world? Okay, you're not like a million miles away. No, that could, although that, that could be true as well, but not, that's not what the name means. Al-Musawwir, it means giving it its form. Giving it its shape or its form. Because when it's brought into, into being, from, into, into existence from nothing, and then Allah shapes it, and molds it how he wants it to be and gives it all of the attributes that it's supposed to have yeah and makes it look the way that he wants it to look and makes it behave the way that he wants it to behave so Allah is al-khaliq he plans it and he knows how it's going to be according to his plan and his will and Allah is al-bari he brings it into existence from nothing and Allah is al-musawwir he gives it his shape, its shape, he gives it its shape and its form and it's, it does what Allah commands it to do. Okay, we're going to cover a few more, not too many more because we don't want the class to go too long. We're going to cover a few more. Al-Malik and Al-Malik. Al-Malik. So can we remember the names we've done so far? What was the first name we did? Allah. Then? Go on. Before Rahman, before. Allah. Al-Ilah. Then we did? Al-Rabb. Then we did? Al-Rahman. Al-Rahim. Al-Hay, Al-Qayyum, Al-Khaliq, Al-Khalaq, Al-Bari, Al-Musawwir, Al-Malik, Al-Malik. Do you, know, do you know them all like that in that order? Go on and read them aloud so I can hear. Okay. Next time, inshallah. So, Al-Malik and Al-Malik, those both relate to the word Al-Mulk. Tabarak al-ladhi biyadihi al-mulk wa huwa ala kulli shay'in qadir. Allah, everything belongs to Allah. So we said Al-Malik and Al-Malik. Allah is the sovereign. What does that word mean? What's the word the sovereign like? What's an easier word we could use? Kind of like king, right? It's kind of like the, the one true king, the sovereign, okay? Everything belongs to Allah. But if everything belongs to Allah, if everything belongs to Allah, how is it that we own things in this world? 
Allah gave it to us. Okay. What, again, we've been talking about differences. What's the difference between everything belonging to Allah and we, we own us owning some things? Allah gave it to us. Okay, and Allah only gave it to us for some time. Like, for example, if you own, let's say, for example, you own a house. But then you're going to die eventually and that house will go to someone else. Right? Or you'll pass it or you'll sell it to someone else. It doesn't stay yours forever. Whereas what is, belongs to Allah is Allah's forever. What else? Allah makes it just how He wants it to be. Very good. But what about else about what Allah has in His kingdom? Is there a limit to what Allah has? There's no limit to what Allah has. What about us? There's a limit. Even the most richest person in the whole world, even the richest person, even the richest person in the whole world has a limit to what they have. But there is no limit to what Allah has. There is a hadith that the Prophet ﷺ, he told us that if all of the men, what does it mean all of the men? Every human being since Adam until the last human being on the earth and all of the jinn stood on one single plane, one place and every one of them asked Allah for everything that they wanted. So you've understood, right? Every, every human being from Adam until the last person that's going to be alive on the earth and all of the jinn from the first of them until the last one of them they all stood together at once and asked Allah for every single thing they wanted if you had an unlimited list to ask Allah you can ask Allah for everything yeah and you just kept asking and asking and asking all of that would only take away from what Allah has like a needle dipped into the sea. If Allah gave every single one of them everything they asked for, it would be like a needle dipped into the sea. Does a needle dipped into the sea take the sea away? Doesn't take anything out of the sea, right? That's how compared to what Allah has, if Allah gave everybody everything they wanted, it would just be like a needle dipped into the sea. Okay. This name Al-Malik, what surah does it come in? Surah Al-Hashar. Surah Al-Hashar. In Surah Al-Hashar, how many names of Allah come at the end of Surah Al-Hashar? You didn't know that, you just guessed. You guessed. Okay, seven, eight. At the end of Surah Al Hashar, how many names of Allah? How many do you think? Six. 
Okay, so we said seven or eight. Okay. Go on, go through it. Huwa Allahu alladhi, Allah, alladhi la ilaha illahu, alimul ghaybi wa shahada, huwa ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Huwa Allahu alladhi la ilaha illahu, al-Malik, al-Quddus, al-Salam, al-Mu'min, al-Muhaymin, al-Aziz, al-Jabbar, al-Mutakabbir. Subhanallahi amma yushrikun. هو الله الخالق البارئ المصور له الأسماء الحسنى يسبح له ما في السماوات والأرض وهو العزيز already ود صح الحكيم how many did we get seventeen okay lots anyway okay From them is Al-Malik. Wallahu alladhi la ilaha illahu Al-Malik. Also Surah Al-Fatiha. Maliki Yawmiddin. In Surah Jathia. What's the ayah in Surah Jathia? That's not in the name of Allah. That's not in the form of the name of Allah. And it's not Al-Malik either. What about Al-Malik? Only one surah. في مقعد صدق عند مليك مقتدر What's the surah? Surah Al-Qamar? No? سورة النجم that's not the end of سورة النجم في مقعد صدق إن سورة القمر إن المتقين في جنات ونهر okay there we go thank you for that very good okay so we had الملك and we had ال Al-Malik. Okay, and Al-Malik has got that emphasis on it. It's got that emphasis on it. That is like underlined, like you said. That was a very nice way of explaining it. Okay, the name of Allah, Ar-Razzaq. Ar-Razzaq. What does that name mean? What does Rizq mean? What Allah provides you, right? What Allah gives you with what you need to live, like the money that Allah gives you, the food that Allah gives you, the clothing that Allah gives you, the life that Allah gives you. Yeah? This is rizq. Okay? This is rizq. Allah, what Allah provides you with. So Allah is ar razzaq Allah is Ar-Razzaq, the one who's always providing. Always providing. Always giving us. So what does that tell us? And I want you to really think about this, and I'm going to make this the last one. What does that 
tell us about Allah and about how we should behave towards Allah. We should be thankful to Allah because all of our, everything we need in our life, all of the good things that happened to us, all came from Allah. Who should we ask rizq from? Allah, right? So, a lot of people, they do jobs that are, for example, haram. How would you explain to them that they should leave their job, which is haram, using this name of Allah? Someone does a job that's haram. He says, yeah, look, I don't have a choice. You know, I have nothing else I know how to do. How would you explain to that person? With this name, why? He says, I, give me a good reason why. If I leave the job, I will not be able to pay for my rent. Allah is the one who is ar razaq and he's the one who gives you rizq, so he will give you something else. If you leave something for him, he will take care of you and he will give you something else. The Prophet gave an example of trusting in Allah for rizq by giving the example of an animal. Which animal did he give the example of? He gave the example of an animal that trusts in Allah for its rizq. All animals trust in Allah for its rizq, but particularly... No, no, not the camel. It's a good try though. Which animal it has? The Prophet said, if you trusted in Allah, true trust, if you relied upon Allah with true reliance, He would provide for you like He provides for the... No. No. The bird. Why? Because the bird leaves its nest with an empty stomach and it has no idea where it's going to get its risk from. For example, some animals, they, they, they stalk their prey or whatever, they, like, they look for their food and they think, you know, the bird just leaves the nest with tawakkal ala Allah. Just let's see, you know, inshallah Allah is going to give me. And it comes back with its stomach full. And that's why the Prophet said, if you trusted in Allah or if you relied on Allah with true reliance, he would provide for you like he provides for the bird. It leaves its nest with an empty stomach and it comes back with its stomach full. Okay. How could we use this name in our dua? So if you want something, to Allah to give you something, you could ask Allah, وَرْزُقْنَا Oh Allah, give it to us, provide it to us. وَأَنْتَ خَيْرُ الرَّازِقِينَ You are the best one to provide. You are, يَا رَزَّاقِ You are the one who provides. What are some of the things that Allah provides? Not just money, not just food, not just drink. What else can you say that Allah is from the rizq of Allah? Health, okay, good. The way to live, okay, yeah, the means to live, okay, good. 
What about children? Are children not for risk from Allah? A gift like provision from Allah? Okay, what else? What about knowledge? Knowledge, yeah? That Allah gives a person? Knowledge. Is that not from the risk of Allah? What about Iman? Is Iman not from the risk of Allah? Yeah? Very good. So I want us just to go back through what are the names that we covered so far? We covered Allah, Al-Ilah, Al-Rabb, Al-Rahman, Al-Rahim, Al-Hay, Al-Qayyum, Al-Khaliq, Al-Khalaq, Al-Bari', Al-Musawwir, Al-Malik, Al-Malik, Al-Razzaq. Do you think you guys could learn those by next week? No, some of you have done them. Some of you have done them. Go on then, if you know them, go on. Go on. No, no. Go on, we'll put it for... Go on. Huh? Allahu al-ilahu al-rab الرحمن الرحيم الحي القيوم الخالق البارئ المصور وربع الخلاق الخالق الخلاق البارئ المصور اوكي 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 very good good you did it you did it good if you haven't learnt it, do you think you could learn those names by? Do you think you can learn those names? And those people who are watching on YouTube, do you think you could try and learn those names? Should we say them one more time? Allah, Al-Ilah, Al-Rabb, Al-Rahman, Al-Rahim, Al-Hay, Al-Qayyum, Al-Khaliq, Al-Khalaq, Al-Bari'. Al-Musawwir Al-Malik Al-Malik Al-Razzaq Let's see, because maybe inshallah by the time we finish these names over the next few weeks you could have learnt all of the names of Allah that I'm going to tell you about Not all of the names of Allah but all of the names of Allah that I'm going to tell you about How many was that? Allahu al-ilah, al-rabb, al-rahman, al-rahim, al-hay, al-qayyum. Al-khaliq, al-khalaq, al-bari, al-musawwir. I've lost count, I don't have enough fingers. You ran out of fingers. Fourteen. Fourteen? Fourteen, you're right, fourteen. Fourteen names, inshallah we keep coming back to them and learning them. We're not going to do this for like ten weeks or something, inshallah. We just do it a little bit at a time. But we do another set next week, inshallah. And no, not necessarily fourteen, could be a bit more than that. Could be a bit more, could be a bit less. Who's got questions about Allah's names that they wanted to ask?
Just try. It's okay. You ask your question how you can, and I'll I'll explain it. Or maybe, maybe if you think about, if you can remember what I said, you didn't under what I said that you didn't understand, then <laughs> I got it the wrong way around. Then I will try my best to explain it to you. Did you have any questions? Did it make sense what I said? Do you think you'd try and remember those names by next week? Yeah. Excellent. Okay. We stop there, inshallah. That's what Allah made easy for us to mention. Allah knows best. Wassalatu wassalam ala Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.